Podcast. This is Bridget Biscotti Bradley, and I'm here with Angelica Lemke. Today, we are going to dive deeper into Angelica's new book, Healing Complex Children with Homeopathy, and talk about the chapter on animal remedies. Many children feel a connection with animals, and these remedies can be incredibly useful for treating behavioral and physical issues in kids. Kids and animal remedies go great together. Kids really resonate with animals, and we see that because they imitate animals and they choose to play with animals or um, they really connect with them on a deep level. And they don't have this kind of extra layer of ego that prevents them from being their authentic self. So um, animal remedies are great for kids. And second, um, kids are in really their survival brain, in in their growing and in the stresses that they encounter. Um, In a way, it's the most um, animal-like period of our life is when we are kids. We're really trying to survive, and life is stressful for kids, uh, more so than for adults, because a small stress for us is a lot bigger for a kid. So... um, when we are seeing survival-like stresses, that is when the animal remedies really um, are, are at their best. So we break up in homeopathy the groups of animal remedies because breaking things up into families helps us understand the themes of each family. And each animal family has themes that we know in terms of the biological signatures of those families. So we can use those themes to help us find the remedies that a kid needs. So when you're seeing some of these animal family themes in a child, you might ask what animal child is particularly drawn to or afraid of, but you're looking for something beyond that, right? If a child is imitating an animal obsessively and it's even an unusual animal, like it's more than just, I love dogs, or I love cats, like it's like, I am this dinosaur, or I am a rat. And they get on all fours, and they become that rat, or they become that dinosaur. And then when they act up with their friends, they make the sounds of that animal. And it just seems to come from a place that isn't from that reasoning logical place. It's from deep within them. And you see it in the gestalt or the pattern of how the child is interacting and moving. And and when they're stressed, they'll have the type of reaction that that animal would have. So for example, they're stressed when they're walking down the street and then they hide in the corner when they see someone. Well, maybe it's like resonating with a mouse or maybe when they're stressed, they growl. And what does that growl sound like? And so we really have to get in the mind of the child and get in the mind of the animals to find those matching those matching remedies um, for the child. And sometimes th- there is a matchup with the mom. You won't see it so obviously with the mom. Um, but but often the kind of the energetic that a child is at is is fairly similar to the mother too. So sometimes you can see some of that pattern in a mom. In addition to whether or not a child is acting like a particular animal, you often look for what homeopaths call strange, rare, and peculiar symptoms that are animalistic. Can you give an example of that? I had a kid who needed a bird remedy who was 
afraid of polka dots. And it seems fairly unusual. And, and when we have complex kids and they have these unusual fears, it really should strike our curiosity. Like, what is the root of that fear? What, what is at its core? And could it have some sort of root in an in our survival brain and then in an animal remedy. So fears of certain patterns or items or even animals, um, sometimes an animal remedy that could be useful is the most feared animal that a child has. Um, Certain repetitive behaviors might really indicate an animal remedy as well. And even even their choice of toys. You know, there was a case of a, a child who started talking after he watched Finding Nemo. And uh, a lot of his behaviors were quite fish-like. What he would do was his stimming would be walking around the table and looking at his Play-Doh figurines from the top down. And and it was kind of like he was like in a... Like a in a fishbowl, um, looking at things and and giving him the remedy of goldfish not only helped him socialize better, but it helped him with his headaches. Right, goldfish is a great one for kids who feel like they're in this bowl and they're looking out like they can't quite get to the other side of the glass and they're feeling trapped. So if you have a kid who's experiencing that and they're loving water and just want to be in the bath all day, that's something that might lead you to think of a fish remedy. Right. And you can think about that. Like when is a child in their element? Every animal has a different element. So those watery kids, people who I've given the fish remedies to often have a pool in their backyard because they see how important that pool is for that child's well-being, for them to feel good in their bodies. Whereas bird remedies, the the kid may always need to climb up a tree or may always need to go fast on some sort of zip line. And a child who needs a snake remedy could literally like to crawl on the ground a lot and writhe around. And a child who needs a, a spider remedy might like to hide in small doorways and jump out and, and surprise you. And an insect remedy like butterfly, the child is kind of light and bouncing around all the time from one thing to the next and it's a great remedy for ADHD. So looking at a child and really taking a deep breath in and closing your eyes and picturing your child and the way that they move their body and the way that and what they're attracted to and how they respond to stress and how they respond to joy And what does it remind you of? Like if you were to put yourself in their body, in their shoes, and then picturing that silhouette of your child, what does it remind you of in nature? One time I had a girl climb up to me and wrap around me really tight and squeeze me tightly. And I felt like I was being squeezed by a boa constrictor and I gave her that remedy and she caught a fever. Which is a good thing for those who may not realize. An immune reaction, which was a good thing. So, um, yeah, that's that's the fundamentals of of what to look out for in an animal remedy for a child. So what are some of the physical issues that come up for kids that you can treat with an animal remedy? Um, It could be possible that, for example, you have had a bite from a bad spider 
or maybe a tick bite. So that spider could be used as a homeopathic remedy. A bee, apis, could be used as a homeopathic remedy for bee, bee stings, as well as there's the remedy of the lime tick, which is Ixodes, I-X-O-D-E-S, um, could be considered as well. So animal remedies can be made out of the hair, feathers, blood, venom of an animal, whatever can get to that signature of the animal. And there are also remedies made from the milk of mammals. The milk remedies always begin with the, the word lack, L-A-C, which means milk. So it's, it's lack leoninum, which is lion milk, or lacaninum is dog milk, and lacfalinum is cat milk. And be assured that they're not milking a ton of these animals to make the remedies. All they are needing is a quarter teaspoon <laughs> to make the remedy but right no animals have been harmed in the making of these remedies so what are some of the physical complaints that lack remedies can treat they generally can help with immunity a lot of mammal remedies um, and milk is that's what it does is it boosts our immunity so issues with immunity also hormones and sometimes if there's issues with dairy and milk digestion, the milk remedies can be helpful. The remedy Lacvaccinum, which is cow milk, does have within its Materia Medica a low white blood cell production. So I find that fascinating, and I do have a case of um, CVID, common variable immunodeficiency, of a child who was very sensitive to milk and when the mom drank milk she would vomit and the child um, did very well with that remedy as a constitutional remedy for boosting his immune system. Interesting. Let's go over some of the other physical symptoms that different categories of animal remedies can treat. Um, and then there's snake venoms um, which tend to be good for any type of infections that superate when there's like blood infections or anytime you hear the mention of blood, you can think about snake venoms. Um, spider remedies tend to be good for neurological problems, sensory sensitivity, seizures, um, and manipulative behaviors, lying and deceit. Um, insects are very good for histamine reactions, urinary tract issues, all types of just irritations. And mollusk remedies, which are you know, clams, um, cuttlefish, um, tend to be really good for thyroid and hormonal disorders and skin diseases. And the bird remedies tend to be good for tooth and jaw pain and stabbing pains. And um, yeah. Let's get a bit deeper into each of these categories of animal remedies. So spider remedies are useful in kids who have ADHD, ticks and twitches, pandas, pans. What is the most commonly used spider remedy and what do you typically prescribe it for? The most commonly used spider remedy by far is Tarantula Hispanica and it can be used in low potency for subtle neurological issues ranging from sound sensitivity to ticks and twitches to constitutionally for children who have hydrocephalus, have had seizures, and generally that, ch that child or children that need spider remedies um, tend to have some sort of neurologic picture where there has been inflammation in the central nervous system, and it causes 
oversensitivity of the nervous system, oversensitive to lights, sounds, noises. And um, that child usually needs to retreat in some way, but their reactivity to that sound sensitivity or that overstimulation is oftentimes aggressive or some sort of lashing out or mischievous Kind of there's like a little darker side to the spider remedies. Now that, if you read the Materia Medica for tarantula, it can seem quite dark. Um, and not all kids need that. There's all types of spiders. And each spider has really a, a kind of a different collection of physical symptoms that is associated with it. And kids who do well with tarantula tend to love music and martial arts, and they're constantly moving their bodies, and that can sometimes be an indicator that that remedy might help them. Right. Uh, this uh, One keynote of spider remedies is that they do well with rhythm, and rhythm tends to help them regulate their nervous system, which is kind of out of sync. So with music or dance or even just like tapping your hand or playing drums, that those types of stimming behaviors... Um, can really be helped by uh, spider remedies. Some other reasons for needing spider remedies, uh, Lyme is a big one for spider remedies, lumbar punctures. Um, and I often see moms who need spider remedies as ha maybe having um, issues too that correlate with the spiders, which could be anything from eating disorders to um, a history of bites. Sometimes spider remedies have issues with the their partners. If you know how spiders often are in nature is that the, the female eats the male after copulating. So Massimo, who's a famous Italian homeopath, said that spider remedies often come up in when there's really intense divorce proceedings where there's one parent really attacking another. Um, so that is a time when spider remedies can come up. They're just really helpful and, and they can go along with other nervous system inflammation remedies really nicely like belladonna or stramonium or hyos as well. Kids who need insect remedies also move a lot, but they will have strong histamine responses and they just kind of buzz around and they're in a hurry and they're hot in their bodies. They're often sensory sensitive too and quite reactive to their environment. What are some of the other keynotes for insect remedies that you have noticed? Right, so the keynotes of insect remedies is definitely that busyness. They like to be busy and industrious and do lots of projects and um, they love color and they love shapes and they can be great artists, but there can be this sudden inflammation, this sudden heat, these sudden histamine reactions, um, and they can be sensitive to the feeling of burning, itching, stinging, biting, buzzing. They might even say that there's a buzzing sound in their ears or being really sensitive to that. Um, so spiders tend to have a slightly more mischievous lying deceit picture associated with them, whereas the insects are more like just wanting to do a good job and um, and their reactivity is more just out of just like a physical heat um, flare up. Uh, but a lot of these remedies are so similar and you can kind of go back and forth. You might need, have a case that does well with a spider remedy as well as an insect remedy. So you don't necessarily have to differentiate them. 
And a lot of animal remedies in general have this underlying tubercular miasm, meaning that they are hurried, restless, feel trapped, feel like life is short, and they need to fit a lot in. So kind of on the other end of the spectrum are the bird remedies. And those kids just want to be free. They're floating. They want to jump and run and ride their bikes quickly. They don't want to be trapped physically, but they are also very sensitive kids. They tend to perch on furniture rather than sit on it. They have a hard time sitting just in general. They won't eat their meals. They'll just run, take a bite, and fly away. They have incredible hearing, and they're just super aware of their surroundings. What do you see as the energy of bird remedies? Birds are fun. They have an energy of uh, spirituality is associated with the birds and the air, right? And so often the moms who need bird remedies, they love to travel. They're very emotive. They're spiritually seeking. And they love communications as well, because that's what birds do. They're very empathic and communicative, and they love to sing. And multiple of the bird cases that I've treated, the kids just love singing and music. And it's really core to them as expressing this deep soulfulness from within them. And so they can be. it can be really enjoyable to give a, a meet a, a child that needs that bird remedy, um, but at the same time, there's a kind of a, an, a, with the birds, there can be a lot of issues of um, the body being oversensitive, especially to viruses. If you think of uh, the bird flu or the avian flu, a lot of uh, our, our animal vectors for diseases come, well, a lot of the vectors for disease come from animals. Birds carry viruses from country to country. And so I've seen a lot of the kids who need bird remedies having issues with viral infections and not being able to kick them, particularly herpes-like infections, or they'll do really well with influenzanum or oscillococcinum. Like the insects, the birds can be tubercular and ungrounded, but there's more of an airy spiritual component, this kind of soulful singing component to them that... uh, is there. Another category of animal remedies is the mollusks, and the most popular mollusk remedy is calc carb, calcarea carbonicum, which is also one of the most common homeopathic remedies and is considered a universal remedy that really everyone at some point could benefit from. Calc carb is made from the shell of an oyster, and kids who need this remedy really like to stay in their shells. They like rules and structure. They do better when they know what will happen next, and you can kind of imagine them sitting in one place and just observing the world. They're not insects, and they are not spiders. The insects and the spiders and the birds, it's almost as if they don't have enough boundaries, whereas the mollusks, it's like their boundary is so thick that they can't let people in and they get kind of trapped within themselves. And they're confined and need to break out of their shell every time they do interact. Um, So in that way, they're similar to the mineral remedies and those can really overlap nicely with Um, the mollusk remedies. So calc carb is from the oyster, but then there's also sepia, which is the cuttlefish is a well-known one. Venus mercenaria is the clam. Uh, There's octopus. There's there's really a lot of the well-known animal remedies are listed in the book, um, but there are even more. So 
um, this, the, they're of the water, right? So there's this watery element and there's this internal element. They're much more yin. They're much more yielding. They're much more shy and they're much more internal. And calc carb is both a mineral because it's from an oyster shell and it's got calcium carbonate in it, but it's also an animal remedy. And one of the most common remedies for kids because what are kids doing is they're building their structure, they're building their bones. And a kid who needs calc carb could have all sorts of developmental issues um, and it's usually slowed development. So, Right, or babies who have a hard time with dentition or pain when they're teething, calc carb is really popular for that too. All right, so let's move on to the reptile remedies. So snake remedies can have a bit of a dark mental picture and are often used for kids who have anger and aggression and perhaps even violent behavior, but kids don't have to be violent to be prescribed a snake remedy. Sometimes they're just in their reptile brains and really focused on their basic survival instincts. So people are kind of afraid of snake remedies because they're afraid of snakes. And sometimes when a snake remedy is prescribed, somebody doesn't want to hear it, but they are so fundamental to homeopathy and really they can be widely applied. Um, and so they tend to help with infections, cardiovascular issues, um, blood issues, like I said earlier, and really kind of like the darker side of our reptilian brain, which is associated with qualities such as jealousy, violence, um, sexuality, uh, manipulation, um, bipolar type behaviors where things are kind of an extreme where there's aggressiveness followed by like a deep depression um, or manic um, depressive behaviors can really be helped by reptile remedies as well as hormonal imbalances. One of the best um, PMS slash uh, menopause remedies is lachesis, which is from the Bushmaster snake. So don't be afraid of the reptile remedies. Um, really be open to them. And if a child is really aggressive in a way where they are intentionally aggressive, definitely consider the reptile remedies. We spoke a bit about lack remedies earlier in this conversation, but there are other remedies made from mammals that you wrote about in this chapter. What leads you to consider mammal remedies for complex kids? Mammals can be really great remedies for kids with quirky and unusual behaviors where they uh, have an obsession with certain things um, or a certain animal. They, they really feel easily rejected by the group, and that's an issue for the mammals in general because mammals generally collect together in groups of friends and there's a herd mentality and a territorialism um, with the mammals. So when kids feel rejected easily by the group, um, that can be a good indication of needing a mammal remedy. Mammal kids also love to imitate. They love to play dress up. They love to act like other things because that's how mammals learn is they imitate and they play a lot and they learn how to adapt. So um, there's a kind of a cuddliness as well as this competitive side to mammals as well. One of 
the remedies that we've been using for our kids was recently been Lack Leo, which is the lion. And it's not like either of our kids were necessarily obsessed with lions, but there is a keynote in lions where they are really quite... Uh, they do not like dominance. They don't like to feel dominated by. And with their parents, they can really push back and be quite defiant. And giving that remedy will help bring that internal sense of self-righteousness, I suppose, can bring that down and make it a lot easier on mama to handle her little Leo child. So um, you know, it's it, there doesn't have to be a super strong, imitation or obsession sometimes there's a keynote in a specific remedy that is just fabulous for for that child and they understand the language of animals so it's a really wonderful realm of homeopathy to dive into and get a lot a lot of support in in your child's behaviors right if you have an animal kid you'll know it and when you read this chapter you'll get so many ideas for different remedies that you can try to shift some of those challenging behaviors and even if you have a kid who's really ill there are some very strong options here yeah i would say for the more extreme side of illness where things are really deteriorated um, definitely look at the snake and the spider remedies because they are really when things have turned into the more violent darker side of things and that can be the first remedy that you give to really turn things around well enjoy reading the chapter everyone and thank you so much angelica for sharing even more of your knowledge with us today thank you 